Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Holy moly. Well, that was a Sunday, wasn't it? few blokes out. It's all happening in this part of the world. Here we are with the Seagulls and the Tigers. And, and is Tommy really worth 40 points? I think he is. Maybe more. Wow. Another game where Tigers are just pretty terrible and, and the Eagles just ran, ran rampant behind you know, DCE and, uh, and Tommy there. So awesome work from, from the Manly boys. All the, all the teams on the, the bottom of the ladder are, are deciding to have a good crack. You know, Dogs, Cowboys, Eagles. But here we are, guys. Some lessons learned from, from this week. We'll go through a certain bunch of players and, and you know, where we're at with, with that side of things. But DC up top with 84 again. Up and down. He's going to keep doing it, but you look at the average over the year. If you're, holding, if you're holding him strong from the start, then you're doing completely fine. Obviously, he has lost 74K. He, well, he did average 64 last year, but you know, going into the year, I did say he'd probably average around that 61, 62, uh, maybe even 60. So he's he's holding steady with that. And, and you'd imagine that if Manly keep keep winning, that, that he'll improve his scores and at least hold that average right now. So you'd be silly to, to be moving him on by any, you know, in, in any case, but you know, with him, I wouldn't be thinking about bringing him in. With with Origin popping up, he'll be the number seven for for the Queensland boys with Munster at six. So keep that in mind with him. But great work from DCE and, and Marty Tapao finally has a, a really good game. And and you came to expect this for him in the previous years, but this year he just hasn't been as good. I, I, I don't think. And you know, did pick up a try this game and four offloads and six tackle breaks. So well done to him. And that's two really good games in a row from Garrick. Obviously, he's kicking the goals, which is going to be helpful, but getting a try into the games, a bunch of tackle breaks, so what well on to him. And if you actually started with Ruben, you've, you've made 127K. So very interesting, especially with how bad he started. And, you know, that two 60s in a row has really helped his scoring. A lot of people brought in Tommy Trebojevic this week, and, and boy, did he deliver again and, and didn't even have to play the full 82 games in a row. And, yeah, from, from what NL Physio say and all these guys, that the majority of re-injuries in, in hamstrings happen in the first two weeks and he's made it through those two which is great so you know 65 and, and 67 across the first two games you can't complain at all and he's just an incredible there's what within five minutes two pretty much the exact same plays about five meters apart just just 
punching through two defenders. Like, I don't know if it's just soft defense or how how good his acceleration and his strength is, but he's amazing. And then you've got DCE just just in the backfield, just always following him, and I would be too, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, obviously a great option. He's already made 72K, 46K just in this week alone. So if you missed the first uh, first score and picked him up this week, you got 26K. Uh, you only missed out on 26K of value. So well done if you own him, and he's still a fair bit undervalued. I'd expect him to average somewhere around somewhere in the 50s, though. He hasn't been someone in the in the past that's been one of the top, top guys. Obviously, usually it's because he doesn't play a full season, and, yeah. His, his averages will, will drop a little bit because he you know, plays games like this where he has 60-odd minutes and stuff. So, but, but great work for him. You're really happy with his output so far. All right, Schuster comes in with a line break and a try for DCE there and 35 tackles, five busts, only 61 metres. So you'd probably like to see him run the ball a little bit more, but he was in the mid-50s very early. Like I think it was about 20 minutes to go. He was about 55, so... For him to end up 57, I think he had two penalties within two minutes and just a, a few demerits and didn't run the ball as much from then on. So, again, really happy with where he's at. He's you know, another 35K up, 282K in total. And I think he's going to be a keeper this year and someone you can split between the half and the edge position I, is, is just perfect. So, what well on to him. Uh, Lucy Leilua is someone I said is a bit of a smoky of someone to, to possibly bring in over the next few weeks. And he did get a try, but... The rest of his stats were a little bit down, and that's why he ended up with a 53. So, you know, he's been averaging 56 within that uh, and, and not scoring tries. So for him to, yeah, I think it gets kind of lucky that he, he scored a try early but just didn't have the attacking stats and makes sense when they obviously got smashed. So I think Lucy, he's been holding his own even in a, in a beaten side in most games. But, you know, when you get done by 40, it's very hard for you to, you know, it's lucky you didn't have many missed tackles. So you, you take the 53 if you've got him. Lockie Croker, what a shocker, hey! 166k gain, and we all moved him on pretty quickly. I think I'm probably, I think I got 60 to 70k in gains before that, but yeah, two try savers, 42 tackles, no misses. Yeah, you're gonna get 50. So, well done to him. Um, Ola with 51 in his 49 minutes. So got a few extra minutes off the bench this week, and did get a line break and tries just as well, which is gonna bump up his stats with a bunch of a uh, bunch of tackle breaks. But he's someone who's gonna. He will make a fair bit of cash, you'd imagine. I, I'm expecting probably similar to where he's averaging right now with you know the up game where he, where he gets some attacking stats and somewhere in the in the 30s when he plays about 40 minutes. So, yeah, well done to him. And if you're sitting with 12 right now, you're a little bit annoyed with, with the output that you're getting from him. Unfortunately, a lot of the time, he's just getting the one stint, which which is killer. You know, but he had that one one game or two where he had the big minutes and he got, you know, point a minute 70 kind of thing. And, and then he's got games where a 35... Yeah, minutes and then and then forty five this game and really frustrating because he scores well. I don't know what the theory is because they need some good defense through the middle and yes, they probably need some attacking options as well. And he's not someone that is attacking, but for him to only get that, that type of minutes for for a really a workhorse type of player, why I think they should just put him in the front row. I don't I don't know what you guys think, but he's obviously not a ball player, which you kind of are looking for in that thirteen role. You got Radley, Watson, these types of guys that are. That are doing that, doing well in their respective sides. When you've got Twile there, you just use it, you should just use him as a front rower, and and I suppose they don't have a lot of options, really, do they? But play some big minutes through the front row, I think, would be smarter for him because you want at least sixty from him if you if you're an owner. I have him in the alternates team, and and yeah, fifty two average is okay, but he's down fifty k now for the year, so not someone I'd be panicking about. Definitely holding him, but. Yeah, annoying. It's kind of, yeah, as I said, this is his baseline 52. And, and the hope was that he'd get bigger minutes. And he has in certain games, but not in others. So, annoying. 
Luke Brooks starting to lose a little bit of money now, unfortunately. So two games in a row that haven't been too high for him. I did move him on in the alternates and picked up Moses, who only got 51 or 52. And you're like, ah, oh, shit. You know, Brooks will come out and go really well against Manly. And obviously, in a team that got beat pretty, you know, pretty convincingly, for him to score 42 is not terrible, but you know, he's still got a try assist, plenty of tackles in there and doing a bit of everything, but he's not a keeper. And I think, you know, you're happy with the 60, 70K you might have got for him a few weeks ago, and you can probably move him on. The only worry is that he does play in that first buy, uh, first buy round. So if you're going to trade him, I think you need to trade him to a go right up to a Cleary or Moses, these types of guys, and, and looking for guys that are going to play in 13 would be ideal. Um, off Angawi, still making some cash. A few less points this week on the edge, obviously makes sense. Um, LOA... Also good, Tamao Simkin. So 41 in his 69 minutes. So didn't get the 80 this week, but you know, again, six missed tackles, did get a turnover tackle. I think you, you know, you're happy with anything in the 40s for him, and you can, you can actually play him and, and, be, and be confident that he's going to score somewhere there. And if he gets the 80 minutes, he can look for somewhere around 50 points. But 83K gain so far in just a couple of games. Really happy with that output. Hopefully we can get him up to you know, 450, 500K by after that first buy round and we can move him on from there I would be my suggestion because I don't think he's going to be a keeper. He's obviously a very raw young player there. Um, Bradley Parker, Harper, Nofo, 35. Yeah, just keeps losing money, unfortunately. And again, Tigers, I think, have to turn into a better team for, for Nofo to be a keeper again on on the edge, on, on the wing for him there. Saab with 34, so anyone had to play him, he'd be happy with that. Picked up a try. Draboyevich is the one, Jakey Boy, that's uh, a bit of an issue at the moment. He's he's dropped 137k. It'd be a very interesting in a, in a you know, bunch of weeks, or maybe after the first buy round or something. Or it could be uh, it could be in uh, cash cow territory in the mid mid 500s and you know, have 100 or so k to make if you can get back to like a 50 52 average there. Um, but if you have him, I think it's probably warning signs that you should be trading him now before you lose too much more cash. He's going to be playing Origin as well, so something to think about if you still own uh, Jakey Boy. Adam Dewey with 607k. I've been sprouting him, uh, spruiking him, and, and then he comes out and gets 31. And it make, yeah, it makes complete sense against you know, a team when you get done by 40. So good thing was in the previous games, they, they would be getting beat, not this convincingly, but they'd be getting beat and he'd still, he'd still be scoring and averaging 50. So again, just try to think of him as, you know, we've, he's a wing fullback, right? He's got the half... Ten, yeah, the half duel as well, but a lot of your wing fullbacks are going to score a thirty, and if that's kind of their low or you know their base there, then you can you can take that. And when they score tries or you know he kicks more meters or whatever it is, um, then he's going to get like a sixty odd, seventy odd, and, and you get that fifty odd average. So, I still think he's a great option, and you get him about twelve k cheaper now. So, look into that, and maybe you know you can even leave him over the next week, and possibly pick him up the week after for a fair bit cheaper or closer to the buy round. So. Good thing is if you're if you're looking to wait a bit longer for him, then then this score will, will drop his uh, his price rises there, and you can get him a tad cheaper. Moses Empire is getting into cash cow territory as well. Three hundred eleven. We'll, we'll get down to Tommy Talau shortly, who's probably almost uh, basement price now. Uh, Paseka, Kepi, Foran, oh, Stefano, you bastard! He killed me and my team. I ended up I ended up playing him when I found Tohu was out. I moved him up, and I should have just had him at number five and. And tried to loop him, but oh well, 24, only got 30 minutes. So, of course, the game where I, I want to play him, he, he, he doesn't get like 40, 45 minutes. So, annoying that he can start the game and, and only get 30 minutes. You know, 25 in the first inning, they played in the last five or six. So, 
annoying that way. And, and now we've, you know, we've lost his, his price rises with that 24. So he's going to have to get back into you know, a higher 30s to 40-point scores for him to make a little bit more cash. But I think, again, you can just hold him until that first, you know, after that first buy round. Play him in that, and then you can move him on and, and milk that milk that cash cow. Because he has done a great job at 190k. Just annoying that he didn't get more minutes this game. And obviously, you know, when, when the other team's scoring a lot of tries, there's less opportunity for tackles and runs, etc. So, uh, Musgrove, again, showing why you probably not ideal to pick up these types of players. You got, you got a few tr- uh, price rises out of him, but that's about all. Roberts with nine again. Jeez Louise. He's lost 50k from 336. That's terrible. And Tommy to allow to, down to 271. Roberts and, and Tommy just trying to trying to outdo each other, I think. Ugh, poor blokes. And Dane Laurie finally loses some cash for the first time. So negative 9k this week. He's made 230. Again, when a Tigers team's going to really struggle, yeah, get done by 40, then, then Dane's not going to have a special game. Obviously, no tackle breaks at all. It's very rare. And, and when, he's been, when he was averaging 46 before this game, he's definitely not a trade-out. He's going to be playing round 13. You've just got to hold him there. And at worst, he becomes your you know, your fourth wing fullback option. If you don't want to play him, you know, they come up against the... Like, they played the Storm the other week and did, he did pretty well. So just a, just an off game for him. And, and I'd imagine he'll bounce back. He won't be happy with his performance as well as the whole team. So you'd imagine they'll have some sort of bounce back attempt. So... There you go, guys. That's our first game. If you're enjoying these type of wrap-ups, uh, please hit like and subscribe. I really appreciate all that so far. Roosters and the Dragons. So 34-10 to the Roosters and much more clinical performance for the, the Roosters this week and obviously led by Sammy Walker again. Dragons just, just weren't themselves and they had a, a few weird... There's so many weird selections on this Sunday. Like Jack Bird playing in the seven role was strange. Obviously, he like, played more like a 5-8 because he didn't do much kicking. But, you know, for him... He has played a fair bit of six, obviously coming into the to the league. But when they were playing so well, I don't understand what the what the decision was to try, uh, to move Clune back to the bench. Like I think he's played really well, and and that really stuffed him up on the weekend. I think I don't know if that was the reason, or you know, Clune might have been sick, and they didn't want to play him a full game or something. But yeah, I think that experiment might be over after that type of performance. And and here you go with with Joshy Maguire moving back. Uh, moving over to the Dragons, and he comes off the bench and, and playing 60 minutes. So I think that hurt our, our boy Alvaro a little bit. But, yeah, you, you think it'd kind of have to with him playing 59 minutes. But score really well. I don't think he's going to be an option. You know, Merrin had a bunch of good games off the bench, and, and a few people picked him up and got burned a little bit. So I wouldn't be going near Maguire, for example. But Sammy Walker was 67. I, I did manage to, to loop him because I had him as number my number five after last week. But... Yeah, he's, he's especially against the, the lesser teams. Obviously, Dragons have been doing well, but they're not a they're not a Storm, for example. I think you can probably just play Walker and be confident with it. You know, up 170k now. If you haven't got him, you've you've probably almost missed out. He's 400k. I'd, I'd expect him to average somewhere where he's averaging now, maybe a 41, 42 over the season, and, and that gives him another hundred or so k to make uh, over this next period. And yeah, for anyone that was stressed about. You know, Angus and, and decided to pick Tohu over him and, and got burnt last minute. That that was an absolute shocker, poor blokes. Whoever, whoever that happened to, I, I have both of them, so um, didn't matter too much. But, you know, Crichton, this is what we expected from him. He has, he has dropped 73K, which is not what I expected, but, you know, maybe he he's just warming into the season a little bit. He hasn't had any really outstanding games yet. He's had, you know, one try or something like that so far. Um, but 61, you take that. You know, with with the type of Sunday we had, especially Sims again with a try and and 
and a decent score. Collins, I, I really think, is a great option. He's been incredible. 111k up, he's already at, or he already is. And with um, Talke Aho out at this stage, then, then Collins going to do a bulk of the work through the middle. And he's just been... I think he just had... This is definitely his best year. Like, But he, he's someone that's going to be playing Origin too, you'd imagine. So um, that's kind of the worry with picking him up. And that 41 minutes is probably not ideal. Yeah, if you're looking at if you're looking at sixty minutes or something like that, then he's going to be a great option. And yeah, I think probably hold off on on him for now. But he's he's doing really well. It'd be nice to have in your squad right now. That's the kind of feel I'm getting from him. Satili was sixty, so welcome back to him. Got back to his try scoring ways. Um, unfortunately for those that owned him, he's he's only up eight k in total now. So he was incredible at the start, and obviously um, had his head knock and, and didn't play and. And, and lost you know lost plenty of cash and, and now he's come back and, and scored well so again if you're holding him you can keep keep going for a little bit but I uh, wouldn't be picking him up at this stage Joey Manu a lot of people were saying is he a sell last week and I actually think this week that Teddy getting hurt um, and Joey moving to one actually really helps his scoring so uh, it was good to see that that he picked up a try first one of the year so yeah, for for some for your center to average forty one with with only one try for the year, then then you know they're they're, they're a guy that you can just set and forget. And that was that was my my reasoning with him as like he's done this over the last bunch of years, and it's a really cool lesson to learn. It's just that you know the guys like Satili, yes, he got a bit unlucky with a head knock, but he hasn't done it for year on you know, years on end. You know, Crichton, we were like, yeah, he's done it for years years in a row, and for him to be a down year of averaging 60, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. And, and Manu, like he's someone average in the mid forties and for him to, to be at 41 right now is a little bit down from where he is, but that means you can pick him up at a discount and, and you can set and forget him for the year. He doesn't play origin. He only misses one game over that period, which is great. So um, I'm obviously lucky to own him at this stage, but he did get 13 last week, which is not, a, not all that exciting when I could have picked someone like Peachy, but yeah, somebody can set and forget. Uh, Norman's been playing pretty well. Butcher with 51. He always scores well when he gets some minutes. Uh, AMAC with 50 this week. So his last score of the year. Got a try assist and still only gets uh, gets 50. So he's someone that needs to make over 50 tackles. And again, there was a lot of uh, a lot of time wasted from try scoring, which just stops his, his defensive work a little bit there. Rads with a small improvement there with 49. So you're really happy with his output in this game. He's priced at 510. So just remember that. You're not... You're picking him up, expect, you know, hoping sorry, to, for him to average around 50. So if he can keep this up over the next bunch of weeks, he'll, he'll begin to make some cash. So if you have him, hold on steady. Yeah, you're playing him, basically. You know, you'd rather, much rather play him over Stefano or, or even Alvaro, these types of guys. And, and he's only a little bit more expensive than them. But I wouldn't pick him up at this stage. Morris of 47, you take that for him. Uh, his first price drop of the year with uh, Neg 10K. Hutchison, 42. Anyone that has him, you've made a bit of cash and it could be getting closer to, to moving him on. Uh, Blake Laurie, 41. Tupo Morris. Uh, Billy Burns gets on, gets in and has a game. He's very cheap, but it'll be interesting to see how they how they use him going forward. Obviously, Merrin's not part of the team anymore, but Maguire's taken that spot. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. If, if Burns keeps that spot, then then he's got a little bit of cash to make, you know, playing 60 minutes a game. If he, if he keeps it over Kerr, who moved to the bench this week, that 262K... He becomes interesting, for sure. Uh, Alvaro with 34 minutes and 36 points. Happy with that PPM. No attacking stats this week. Yeah. Again, you can kind of try to keep playing him, and especially if if you've got a bunch of injuries or suspensions, then, then he's a, a good stopgap, and you can have him in the interchange there and keep playing him. But uh, moving on to Jackie Bird, 35. 
With that, again, moved to a different position and, and didn't get to run the ball as much as he would have liked. He did, still got 82 metres, but you'd be hoping for a bit over 100 metres and some more attacking stats there. He's done really well, and if you brought him in, you were kind of a bit annoyed he got moved, but uh, happy with you know, another 27k added to his, his bank. And how is everyone's team value looking at the moment? I think I'm at 12.7 or 12.8 mil, which is pretty cool. Uh, we're we're up, moving up in the world, basically. Fui with 30 this week. Bit annoying. Again, a lot of people would have had to play in this week, so you're not really happy with the 30. But again, someone I think you can just keep holding until the buy round. Benji Marsh, for anyone who picked him up, he split the time with Verrells this week, so close to 40 minutes each. Uh, we got Dufty. Yeah, two low scores in a row for him. Makes it really tough to hold. I was I was hoping that he could be for for those that, those that have him, but now you're worried about the, the price you know, going forward and... Can you hold him? I think you've got to look at his next bunch of fixtures. And if you think they're fairly comfortable fixtures, I think he'll be, he'll be scoring a lot better than, than his 27. But again, this is what happens with, with fullbacks. So Verrill's with 32 minutes. Like, what did you guys... I thought actually thought he had a really good game. His first few touches were great. So I think he's going to warm into the season nicely. And if he if he does get the starting spot, you'd expect... Well, I'd be expecting 50 to 60 minutes. And I think that would be worth bringing him at this price. If you... If you needed to make two trades and downgrade one and then upgrade elsewhere to get a keeper, I think Verrills is is someone that's really cool to, to bring in. And, and I think we were you know he gave us enough a uh, one week to have a look at him. I think was great because he was never going to score amazingly with with the two uh, him and Marsh playing together. So I think yeah now you can look to pick him up going forward. And Lomax and Teddy are last two and three on this list. So thirteen for Lomax is really tough. Tough to watch if you've you know picked him up as an you know. Uh, as as your gun center option, and you got guys like Peachy and yeah, Bird doing a ride, and and Manu and these types of guys. So just under a forty average this year, which is really interesting. He they obviously have a few more weapons across the park, whereas last year was kind of like yeah, you know, Lomax, Dufty. They were kind of the only two guys they could go to. So and yeah, when they're going to lose, he's not going to keep kicking goals, and he's someone that's been averaging under a hundred meters a game. So again, that's also an issue. I wouldn't be rage trading him. There'll be a lot of people who be thinking about possibly bringing him in and. And that's a very similar thing with Tedesco right now. You know, 34 minutes, six points is obviously not great at all. I was expecting a big game out of him, and unfortunately that wasn't to be. But you know, 89K he's lost this week. So we own him in the people's squad. I have him in the alternate team, and I don't see why you would possibly trade him out. Obviously, if he's going to be out with you know out for a few weeks with some concussion symptoms, that might keep him out for eight, nine. You get him back for a few games. And then he's out for Origin, and they might rest him a little bit over that. So that's kind of the stuff you want to think about. But you know, six hundred fifty-five k in my in my main team, I'd I'd be thinking about possibly picking him up soon. Like I was having a look at possible trade outs for Turpin, for example, and and Teddy there at the exact same price as Turpin is so so exciting to watch and be like, oh, I can just trade him in, play him over Laurie, or you know what it is. So um, something to think about with Ted there. I I'd, I'd be looking to hold him. Unless he's out for, I'd say if he's out for two more two weeks from here, then he's, you could probably think about trading him out as he's going to miss what four possibly five games over the the next what ten rounds. So you know five out of ten rounds is not very exciting uh, at all if you're an owner. So that's that game, guys. Let me know what you thought on that one. I said I feel like the Roosters were a lot more clinical this game, and, and Dragons just I think lost the plot a little bit with moving Clune over to uh, to the bench there. So. Um, and then we moved to the Storm and the, the Warriors in the last game. And, God, this was a killer, wasn't it? Tohu out earlier on in the day, or yesterday the day before, I think. 
And then O'Sullivan gets dropped. Did anyone hear of any injury or anything? I'm pretty sure he just got dropped um, for Walsh in there. And they had Bailey Siren in a seven. Which, yeah, they move RTS to the wing as well. Which, I, what I saw in attack, RTS was, was playing six. Kind of just hung on the right-hand side. He wasn't switching left to right like he would at fullback. And, and Walsh was playing a little bit of, of six slash you know, fullback across the game and even kicked a few times. So, like, well, she looks it looks solid, but I don't know. I just don't feel like moving RTS out of fullback is the right decision. I, like, he's one of the best fullbacks in the game, and obviously I'm a bit biased owning him on my team. And he they got they got beat up, beat up pretty bad for the majority of the game and, and scored a try at the end. But uh, for him to not have, to have his hands on the ball a bit less than than what he normally would, I think was was probably a bit of a silly move. Yeah, I don't know, that's my thoughts. So I mean, yeah, Walsh looked like he could play a six. I think that might be smarter if they play him at six there, and you've got Cody and, and Walsh there um, as options, and then you've got RTS out, the, you know, swinging out the back. I think is a better option. But please tell me that there was a few people. I, I had a few people that messaged me like, "Oh, should I get rid of Hughes?" And then back to back weeks, he's got like eighty. So um, he had an amazing game, and they let him go through. You know, once or twice really easily to, to pick up 78 points uh, and, and get an early mark was great for him four tries this three line breaks so awesome stuff Kafusi was 62 Adokar 61 if anyone holding Addo well done to you if you had to play him too I imagine you might have with Pap being out so well done uh, Munster was 59 so kicking goals whilst Pap's out is obviously going to help as well if you take that away he's 49 so a little bit of a, a slower game but when Hughes is doing all the all the heavy lifting you didn't have to do too much anyway um, it was just like give give Adokar and Olam early ball and, and let them do their thing. So um, anyone held in Remus, I think a lot of people would have had to play him this week, especially in the wing fullback position, and you're absolutely cheering 57 with two tries there. Um, I think he's actually looking better and better each week. What do you guys reckon? You know, a few people are saying maybe we should, you know, it'd be nice to see him on the wing, for example, but I think he I think he played really well. And he might move with, with Jennings going down with a head knock, I believe, that... Uh, and their short turnaround, Remus might move to the wing this week, but you can probably keep playing him, and he's finally making a little bit of cash that went on for you guys. Uh, Nico Hines always looked good. Meadow Priscilla, nice try there, but again, not an option. Uh, Nico, you kind of want to keep losing cash so that you can you know, possibly pick him up as a cash-out option over the over the buy period. That's something to think about, with Pat maybe being rested a few times, but... Uh, something to think about, and hopefully, if he sneaks under like a two eighty, two seventy, that would be cool. Get a couple of good scoring, uh, scoring games out of him, and then and then have him as a non-player um, and cover if 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 Pat gets injured, for example. Whoops, losing my losing my marbles here. Um, yeah, that could be a cool option there. Harry Graham is thirty six, losing some more money. Beautiful, get him down under in the six hundreds, please. Uh, but but Walshy there, Walshy there with forty six, and Walsh with forty five. So. I ended up having to loop Welsh. Didn't want to, but stuffed up and had to do that, which which got me Walker's points, which was great. So picked up seventeen extra points, and that's a that's a cool thing to do with that looping system is you know, have a Walker, which can you can get a twenty or a sixty, and have him there as your looping option. Uh, Welsh looks odd. I think yeah, two hundred fifty four k. If he's going to be getting a spot, you know, for the rest of the year, then then he's going to be cool. Obviously, they won't be playing thirteen, so that's partly an issue. But if he plays anything like what he does on the weekend and, and probably will play better against some of the lesser teams other than Storm, I think he's going to be a great option. He's obviously extremely talented and, and that's what you're looking for there. Um, yeah, as I said, Grant, losing some cash. Will he keep playing this role for the next while? He might do and he might, we might be able to get him real cheap soon. 
Um, Olin with 36, you're happy with his output. He has lost a little bit of cash this week, but that's fine. Joshy Curran with 36, and he had one of the worst sin binnings I've seen in a while. Look, you head clash with someone just from a normal tackle and you get sin bin, so obviously he lost you know, five points from that with the penalty, seven points, and then and then 10 minutes on the field. So he would have been somewhere in the 40s, which you'd be completely happy with uh, for a player in a team that got beat pretty bad and, and picked up a try assist too. So if you've got Curran, you're fine, as long as he keeps his spot, as we were talking about. Uh, Brandon Smith a bit lower this week. Bunty of Foa, 33, along with um, you know, with Tavanga with 30 and Armel with 30. Really crappy scores from from those guys, as well as Nikarima and Tui. So a lot of 30s in this game. And yeah, if you pick these guys up, you're not happy with the output. Obviously, Nico and uh, and Kama both made uh, you know 14 and 15K respectively. But yeah, you're not happy with their output, unfortunately. And a few of these guys are probably looking like trades eventually. Bunty can hold for a bit, I'd imagine, at 401K. Cody, uh, again, it's it's a game against the, the Storm, and he's going to have easier ones, so you've got to keep riding the highs and lows at 622K and an average of 52. Keep riding them. Um, two of you with the less minutes, with Fanukin coming back, we probably thought this was going to be the case. So it might be a good opportunity if you've held him for a long time is to move him on um, from this stage. Uh, Tavanga with 30. Still 48 minutes, and that's the worry with the, the guys that have less minutes. And, and this happened a few times to me last year owning him, is that he might get you know amazing 50 or 60 in his 50 minutes or 55 minutes, and then nothing happens in the attacking stats. He doesn't run the ball that much, you know, 42 meters there, and he doesn't score as well. And this is obviously going to happen a little bit more against the, the better teams for him. He did spend a little bit of time at dummy half as well, which which stopped his running potential, but... Yeah, he's definitely a hold at this point, and he's still yeah, he's five hundred ninety k. So you you can you can rock the the good with the bad when they pick up a seventy and they pick up a thirty for a fifty average. He's still undervalued based off of that fifty average, for example. So keep that in mind, but something someone to to think about there. Uh, Armour at five hundred four k is getting closer to a trade out. Yeah, at five hundred four k now, you're expecting scores in the forty and in the forty market, and he wasn't able to deliver that in forty three minutes, which you wouldn't expect going forward. I think yeah. Another hold for another couple of weeks, but if you are looking to upgrade or you have the cash to, I think he's a really good target to go up to, you know, a 700, 800K type of player. Uh, moving along, Roger, yeah, so 25 in his 80 minutes, and he obviously spent time defending on the edge and played a, bit, a little bit of six, and he, he thankfully got a few tackle breaks right at the end of the game and got involved. But he was like nine points for the majority of the game, so yeah, a bit of a frustrating ending for myself in in you know in my team, but... Just weird to see that he got moved to the wing. Like I just don't feel like that's deserving. Yeah, oh, he's a great bloke. Great bloke for uh, you know, saying that Walsh needs to play, but surely you can get Walsh in another way other than moving your best player. That's just my thoughts. Um, what else we got? Uh, special mention to Marcelo Montoya for, for zero points in 80 minutes. So what well on team? 40 metres gained, six tackles, three missed tackles, and two errors. So what well on Marcelo? I hope no one owns him. <laughs> uh, but there you go, guys. That's the uh, that's the round seven wrap up. Lessons learned, hey. What did you guys learn for league? Let me know what you guys uh, what you guys learned in this one. And you know, I suppose the O'Sullivan thing was left field, but it, it it's something to think about. You know, with the guy that has never been a regular first grader for him to to pop up and and get his chance. Yeah, it's it's great. But if things don't work out as well as the coach hopes, then then they're very easily you know, dispendable and you can take them out very quickly. So that's something that I've, that I would have learnt this week. And again, the guns just, even if they have a, a lighter week, they, they come back with a vengeance. And 
and some of these middle tier guys like the Hudson Youngs and the Elliots and the Tupanuas obviously had a better week, but they are going to be more up and down and they really annoy you in terms of, you know, the brain being able to not, to not trade them or to, to hold on steady or, you know, it's so much easier to do that with a gun when they have a bad week. It's like, oh no, they'll be fine. They'll come back like a Crichton. But these guys like Elliot, I don't know, a lot of people will be like, nah, terrible score, he's gone. But you watch next week, you get 55 or something. So they're, they're the kind of the lessons I'm looking at this week in round seven. And I really think it's a, an important time to start slow and down those trades. Like I kind of worked out for me this week. I just had, obviously just had Pap out and I was like, okay, I don't want to spend too many trades um, just went for the one trade. Hampton brought in 49 points. You're happy with that. Obviously, I, I'm kind of hoping for around 40 with him. And just as a stopgap there, and, and I'm slowly starting to bank some trades. Whereas if I, you know, I could have, I could have traded out a Turpin, for example. Yes, he didn't score as well, but I could have downgraded him to to someone, someone like a Curran or something, or, or a Verrills who didn't score that well, for example, and then upgraded to a Ponga who got 40. And and sometimes that'll pay off, and sometimes it's just like, no, it's probably just worth to hold the trades um, and see what happens over the next few weeks and, and make sure that you're certain with your certain with those trades there. And I don't think I was this week. So, yeah, something to think about, guys. Let me know what you thought on the week. Hope you enjoyed this video, and we'll see you in the next one where we analyze my team and also uh, the people's squad there. See you, guys. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.